From those in the know to those who need to know, this is the Indie Weekly Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Daryl Hers from Indie Week and CD Baby. You're listening to Indie Weekly presented by Seneca College. This episode, we talk about grants for Canadian musicians and artists 101. Special guest, Hori Miguel, will take you through the ins and outs, answer the questions on what an artist needs to do to plan, write, and achieve success in getting that money. Any more information you want, go to IndieWeek.com. Stay tuned. What I'm here to do is share grant writing. I'm going to read a little bit. I hope that's okay, my notes. But we will take some questions and we will have an open sort of forum at the end. So grant writing from the perspective of the artist. So as far as I'm concerned, we're the ones that need the money. So I would like us to learn how to write grants and then we'll have the discussion later about whether or not you guys are going to hire outside grant writers. But at this point, I need to know what I'm doing with my time and my career and and what I need to access when. Okay, so just to get my CV out of the way, I've been doing this for over 25 years, professionally for 25 years. Um, I'm an award winning, and you guys are going to get used to the blurb. Here comes my blurb. Are you ready? I'm an award winning Spanish Canadian flamenco guitarist, composer, producer. I've performed over a thousand shows and toured from coast to coast over the past 25 years, including festivals, theaters, tours, showcases from the Yukon to Antigonish, Nova Scotia. I've released three full length albums of original material, as well as I have an upcoming factor funded artist debut single. Yes, Pedro, I've still not released the single. Uh, in the can, featuring my flamenco singing debut. So I've done this. I've done this to what I would consider my self-described level of success. So it's worked for me, um, and I'm hoping that I can share this with you guys, okay? Now to skip over the flamenco stuff and go to my, uh, my teaching background, uh, I've been teaching at Seneca College since 2004. Um, I've received grants over 25 years from creation to recording, marketing to touring. I've been a juror for OAC and Canada Council, as well as for the CFMAs. I'm actually uh, on the ballot right now for nomination. Okay, anyway, keep going. Uh, oh, and here's the light stuff. I'm a runner, 25-year vegetarian, and I restore and drive Mopar muscle cars. So I'm a badass in all respects, right? So I just take what I do in flamenco and I just transfer it over to everything else. Um, okay, so my theory is you're always somewhere and you need to know where you are to need to know where you're going. So I always like to talk about these four components. So if anybody's gonna take notes, please write these four things down. Professional development. The next one is creation. The third one is recording. And the fourth one is marketing. Now I'm gonna break these down in greater detail. Professional development for me, and there's grants available for this, is skills acquisition. What you guys are doing right now is acquiring skills. If you're taking piano lessons or singing lessons, production, any of that stuff, it's skills acquisition. Instrument singing, basic acquiring of knowledge. I go to Spain to acquire knowledge, uh, learn from the best with a grant, and then we get to the next section, which is creation. So for me, creation is the implementation of acquired skills. And it could be newly acquired skills. I was at a cottage this weekend. I picked up a ukulele. I wrote a song. 
So for me, I'm not comfortable in a ukulele, but because it had a kind of an open tuning, you ukulele players know, I kind of had a, something came to me immediately. So it's like new instrument, new direction, new song. So my next huge, I'm changing my career, Pedro. It's going to be all ukulele from this point forward. Anyway, <laughs> ukulele. Uh, okay, so we have creation, the implementation and use of perhaps newly acquired skills. Now it gets expensive. Recording the catalog snapshot of a step in your artistic journey. That's all it is. So I'm going to age myself. I put out a CD in 98, 2004, 2013, and I've finished my single in 2018, although I've not released it yet. So the point is, those are just snapshots of where I was. The stuff that I did in 98 is not representative of, of who I am anymore, but arguably some of you guys might like that stuff better. So the beautiful thing is there's a master, it's available and it can be monetized. Okay, the dreaded fourth section, the component marketing. This one usually goes on, I tell my class for 24 months at least, I'd say 48 months is even more realistic. Social media, video, publicist, publicity publicist, creating awareness for your art and or taking your art to market. I would think realistically, you guys could market a single for 12 months and probably not do it well or internationally. That's another story. Let's stay focused, shall we? Uh, okay, so professional development, creation, recording, and marketing. Think about where you are in that cycle. If you've not released product, it's simple. You're not in the game if you don't have product. If you've got nothing for social media or a website or video, then you've got to get those things ready. So there's grants available for that. We'll get into detail. So one thing I like about a, the granting process, this is before you get funded. A grant is a project. Again, when I teach, I have a hard time getting we all see our careers as one big thing, but you can imagine over 25 years, it hasn't been one big thing. It's been one small project after the next and each project piggybacks after the last one. I think it helps uh, to have a specific start date, a timeline and an end date. Otherwise you can imagine right now, there's some very young looking people there. If you needed to plan the next 25 years of your career today, you would probably quit. So let's take it in, in small bites, a single, a video, website, social media, maybe an East Coast tour, step-by-step. Step. Grants are fantastic for that because they've all got parameters and I love parameters, okay? Um, so I'm gonna give you a little bit of an overview of some funding organizations that I've used and that I teach, okay? Um, Everybody, please read the guidelines for the specific grant you're applying for in detail. I'm old school. This is called paper. Everybody used to write things on paper. So I, I write things down. I use something that's called a highlighter, right? And I make sure if it says no capital cost acquisitions, I don't purchase anything. So you've got to jump through the hoops in order to get the grant. We're not gonna get into too much detail, but what Factor is gonna give you to record is not the same as what OAC is gonna give you to record. And it's your responsibility to know whether you can pay yourself and your band and your home studio. In the instance of OAC, you can't. In the instance of Factor, you should, generally. But these are things that you have to know. So please read the guidelines. Please contact a loans officer, make friends, ask lots of questions, and don't do it the night before, although I've often done it the night before. Okay, um, so I'm going to use short form. I've been doing this for a long time. 
For me, Toronto Arts Council is TAC. Ontario Arts Council is OAC. Factor is Factor. Their name never made sense anyway, but we love Factor. And then there's Canada Council. I'll stay a little bit away from Canada Council because in my opinion, and I don't know if anybody from Canada Council is attending, by streamlining the process, they've made it more complicated, which means the parameters are less defined. It's up to you guys if you choose to pursue Canada Council. The next thing I'm gonna say is, as somebody who's been on the jury for Canada Council in Ottawa, the submissions are phenomenal. So everybody is phenomenal. If you're not phenomenal yet, maybe get good. I have a friend of mine, Pavlo, that made it in the States. He said, Canada's a great place to get good. So get good here, <laughs> take it to the States. Nothing against Canada, I love this country. But let's get good at OEC, TAC, and Factor before we start deciding that we need $100,000 from Canada Council for five years, because it's, it's, it's just gonna overwhelm you. The lack of parameters, which they're doing to streamline the process in my humble opinion, which is not so humble, is they're hurting the process instead of, and the other thing is you guys are gonna be competing against dancers, screenwriters, lyricists, operette, you know, you're gonna be completing with multiple disciplines, disciplines. At this point, I would like you to compete with other musicians so you know what you're up against. Okay, so Toronto Arts Council, TAC, has funding available at the current time for creation, recording, and presentation. So I hope everybody started figuring out where they need to be this year. If they've got 10 songs in the can, they don't need to be creating. If they've got 10 masters in the can, they don't need to be recording. If they've just released a record, they need to be marketing. If you have no creative spark and you need to do something, get a, a professional development grant and go and study with somebody that's gonna stimulate those, those juices, get those juices flowing. Okay, so T TAC one more time. Creation, recording, and presentation. And I like to say this, I've got them all. Right. So generally the grants that I that I share with you guys, I've gotten them. This isn't just a, a, a intellectual exercise. OAC, Ontario Arts Council, are you ready? Professional development. There's money for you to study overseas. Go to Africa, learn something, go to the Middle East, go where you want to go that's going to stimulate you. Uh, also creation, demo EP, which gets complicated, recording full length LP. I'm gonna give a little caveat here. Most of the granting organizations are still thinking old school, which is LP. And even though it's out of date, we're gonna use that terminology only because Factor wants to give you a certain amount of money tied to an LP. I'll show you some shortcuts to still access that funding. Um, OAC continued presentation, which means perhaps a live show for the release of your product. Showcase touring. We're not gonna go into a lot of conferences, but you guys that are at Indie Week obviously understand that conferences are a huge shortcut to success. It's a fast way to get you from your bedroom to in front of presenters. So somebody like me, I've showcased right across the country from Nipawan, Manitoba to Burnaby BTC to Antigonish, Nova Scotia. So I take my group, we fly somewhere, we play for 12 minutes and we get a 22 date tour. Sometimes, not all the times, but that's uh, obviously the, the conferences. So there's money available for that. Um, Factor. Factor is a very different, uh, you've got to approach Factor with more of a commercial basis than an artistic basis. It's obviously not an arts council. It's, it's, uh, it's Factor. 
foundation to assist Canadian talent on record. At least that's what it used to be. So there's something called artist development, which is a great introductory grant for people that want to get in fast. I basically teach it as a single, a video and some marketing. 2000 spent, get, spend 3000 to get 2000 and get yourself, get your foot in the door of the music industry. And then factors available for those of you that are very serious and want to access 30, 40, 50, 60, $70,000 for your first full length recording, which I've accessed early. And another thing I want to drop on the table right now, guys, when I got my awards, Canadian folk music award, the folk music, Ontario stuff, I believe all that stuff is tied to the quality of my recording that was funded by factor. Get it. So it's, it's all tied together. I didn't get the award because I'm great. I got an award because the album is great because the funding was in place to work with great people. Although I am great, kind of. Okay, uh, Canada Council, the big kahuna. Professional development research concept to realization, which is a wide idea. Outreach, showcase, tour, etc. So I'm gonna tell you guys to put it in the background, but let's get good at grant writing. Um, are you successful? How many grants have you applied for? How many grants have you gotten? Um, obviously, the more you apply for, the more you're going to get. We'll talk in, a little bit later. I think Daryl's got some questions for me that, that will address some of that. Okay, this is the most important thing here, guys. What do you get from writing a grant? Primarily, what we think of is financial support. And it feels great. And I've gotten the letters and I've gotten the emails. It feels great. Believe me, it does. What I love, though, is the artistic recognition, the support. I understand that the jury is my peers. The jury is not Factor, OAC, or TAC. The jury is artists, just like you and just like me. So the fact that a bunch of artists in Ottawa or in the Yukon have decided that my project is worth funding, because hopefully I communicated the project well, arguably, honestly, that means as much or more to me then I need the money. Don't get me wrong. I need the money, but I also need other people to understand what I'm doing has a reason and a purpose and a trajectory. Here's what I love about grants. You get a direction and you get a plan. I've had these eureka moments at two in the morning. Look at me saying, don't apply at the last minute at two in the morning going, Oh my God, this is exactly what I need to be doing. So sometimes being pushed into making a decision and taking a clear, concise measurement of where you are, which grants force you to do, uh, it enables you to realize maybe that, that thing that's been sitting right in front of your face that you've been avoiding. Vocal lessons, writing with a lyricist, whatever it happens to be, you know it, you're avoiding it, maybe writing the grant will get you to deal with, with that, with your weaknesses. Um, the other thing, the best thing that all of us need as artists, a deadline. Guys, I have been funded and I've had factors say to me, you have six months to finish the album or you're giving back the money. I like to joke that I booked Noble Street Studio for a week immediately. I made the record in seven days. There's nothing like somebody saying, remember that money we gave you? So it's, you know, I did get away with one extension. I think I got away with two extensions. By the third extension, they went no. So our, honestly, it helps to have somebody say this date or forget it. Uh, I think anybody that's worked to a deadline knows it's, it's a great motivator. So once again, financial support, artistic re recognition support, a direction, a plan, a course of action, and a deadline as a motivator. Okay, I took a grant writing course 
25 years ago, it was uh, an arts council for dancers. And uh, I love to share this. And what they said, this is basically the idea. Where were you? Where are you? And where are you going? And they drew a little stick figure. So basically think of a little stick figure. That's you. And there's the past. And that's how most grants usually start. What have you done? What have you accomplished? A clear measurement of where you are and try to be as truthful as you can. Also try to figure out, you know, I talk about this in my class. Are you shooting for a CFMA? Are you shooting for a Juno nomination? Are you shooting for a Grammy? Because they're different trajectories, you know? I, I'm not asking you to be overly ambitious. I'm just asking you to be realistic in what it is that you're looking for. Usually the grant is the thing that gets you to the next step. So for me, there was a time once when I wasn't touring, grants suddenly, one day you're not touring, the next thing you're a touring artist, right? One day you haven't had an award or a full length, the next day you do. So these are just sort of targets and then you just check them off the list and move forward. So once again, where were you? Where are you? And where are you going? Okay, really important that you communicate that. Um, okay, now I'm gonna talk about my idea of how to write a grant. Obviously I like first person and just a little share that I like to do. I'm getting tired of reading third person stuff in people's bios and that. So I think I'm going to switch most of my support material to first person. That's just an opinion, but it's up to you guys what you choose to do. So you can see when I read my blurb, Jorge Miguel, right, is there's this distance that artists used to create from their audience. I think nowadays we can just get away with having our 100 or 500 or 1,000 friends. It's I am a Spanish Canadian flamenco guitarist. So it's up to you guys. But please, when you write grants, always write them first person. Um, Know yourself. So sometimes, again, my course kind of delves into philosophy, uh, the philosophy of success of the music business. If you don't know who you are as an artist, that's going to come across really clearly. If you haven't defined your style, your genre, your strengths, your weaknesses, something I like to say, write this down, guys, if you dare. Dare to be vulnerable because chances are there might be some Brazilian guitar player who's been playing for 40 years that's at the highest level of artistic achievement and is going through struggles and perhaps if you're sharing your struggles doubts writing blocks whatever it happens to be don't be afraid to be vulnerable so that's something that i do i find that i write grants like i'm writing for myself because the truth is five people are going to read them okay um so we've had we have know yourself self-knowledge i am please give me a everything, however you identify. You know, some people have not yet been successful. Some people have been successful and they're trying to figure out how to stay relevant. Some, you know, whatever it is, just be, I would, you know, somebody could say, I was once the leader of the pursuit of happiness. I'm finding it hard to keep myself relevant, but at this point, I still feel like I want to make music. I'm a flamenco guitarist to suddenly fall in love with the ukulele, whatever. Just be honest and be truthful. Uh, okay, explain your project in great detail with extreme clarity. Don't make the assumption that the jury knows you or your music. I'm going to tell you often when I was on the jury, I got Sherlock's bound books of your writing without hearing any audio. Okay, so I read what you were communicating first and decided whether I liked you or not. Then I heard music later in an environment with multiple people, little sandwiches, egg salad, it was distracting. But the point is, don't, don't 
underestimate the value of the written word, okay? So leave no answer, unanswered questions. The who, what, where, when, and how. I'm gonna say that again. I know you heard this all in high school. Who, what, where, when, how. If you're creating, answer that. If you're recording, it's a completely different answer. If you're showcasing, once again, uh, I find again, MOs, modus operandi, method of operation. Most people are really lacking when it comes to, don't, I, I'll tell you this, I just taught my class. Nobody, nobody gave me a clear method of operation in their recording. So they're asking for $50,000 from Factor. Here's another thing. Factor will not fund you until you are excellent. Trust me. Know how you record. Explain how you record. Is it live off the floor? Is it overdubs to click? Is it MIDI created? Are you leasing beats? If you're leasing beats, how are you leasing the beats? Who owns the beats? What is the, per like, no unanswered question. I'm telling you, you IMPers and IPSers out there, nobody has ever answered the MO of a recording grant as well as I do. And I like to tell people I got funded the first time I applied to Factor. But I answered those questions and I know exactly how I record because I've recorded multiple times. So I mentioned who will be in the studio, what a day in this, here's another one. What will a day in the studio look like? I walk in with a list like this, editing Sinvergüenza Palmas tracks while we're getting the bass sounds ready. You know, Iggy comes in on bass, we lay bass tracks, they go into editing while I, you know what I mean? That kind of detail. We will be tracking three takes, comping, saving that, overdubbing, and name the bass player's name, the percussionist's name, success by association. Luis Orbegoso will be playing the cajon. Somebody on that jury loves Luisito like I do, and immediately your whole project's gonna get credibility. I read a grant application recently where somebody said, my friend will be taking the pictures. My friend will be playing the bass. My friend, guess, I just wanna take my pen and just go like this. Who's your friend? Is your friend Tony Levin? Is your, like, I don't know who your friend is, but I need a name. I need details. I need to know what level of people you're working with. Are you working at Noble? Are you tracking at home? Are you working at Canterbury? Are you working with Jeremy? Are you working with people that I've worked with in the past? So I cannot stress that enough. Uh, the biggest weakness I see is a lack of clear MO. How do you work? So once again, uh, another thing which is very important in grant writing, we're talking about where we were and where we're going. If you've used an MO in the past and it was unsuccessful, share that. So I used an MO where I tracked me and the percussionist, Luisito at the same time, which was a terrible idea as a producer because I couldn't produce the box while I was playing. So I'll write a short snippet. Because I learned to not track at the same time as other band members, therefore I track my guitar to a pre-made click, taken into the studio on a USB. Once I've got a scratch track, then I produce. See, I'm changing hats. I'm just producing, I'm not playing. So I had little things like that. Once I tried this, this no longer works for me. I'm gonna, I've talked to students about, if you wanna do a 10 song full length, have 10 producers, 10 studios. It's an MO, but tell me who those producers are and what those studios are. Okay, we can come back to this again in questions. So once again, uh, super clear about your MO, and again, here, let's go to creation. Indie Week All Access Pass just announced. 
One pass gets you into all four online conferences Indie Week is producing in 2022. Screen by screen music and tech conference in February. Indie 101 education on the music industry and business in May. Music Pro Summit high level industry discussions in September and Indie Week in November. All this for one low price right now at Super Early Bird Pricing, which will take place only for a limited time. For more information, go to IndieWeek.com. Think right now, if you had to communicate with CBC, you're getting interviewed by Tom Power on Cube. How did you write that? Right. Most, most people go, uh, you need to know what was the trigger? What was the spark? When did it go from muse to craft? What tricks and tools did you incorporate? Do you, you know, recording devices, your phone is a lyric based thing. Was it an idea? Did you see a move? These things are the things that are going to get you pressed later. And it's only going to help when you're writing your grant, which takes me into something that I like to say, hooks, 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 just like your music. And I know you're sick of hearing the Beatles, Hooks, hooks. I want tambourine hooks. I want vocal hooks. I want bass hooks. I want drum hooks. I want hooks in your grants. Things that are going to make me go, cool. They're going to they're going to have somebody you know from Venezuela overdub the bass via Skype session. Cool. They're going to have whatever it happens to be. But just you can imagine how many times I've heard this. I'm going to record it and produce it at home by myself. I'm going to mix it. I'm going to master it. I'm going to play all the instruments. And I'm like, okay, then you don't need any money. That's the first, get it? That's the very first thing I want to say as a juror. If you're already doing this, remember, are we doing a change in MO? If you're doing something and it's not costing you anything, why am I going to give you money to do that? Just think of that as a jury. It's a rhetorical question. Please don't answer. But start thinking about if you need money to pay a world-class mix engineer or producer or drummer or bassist, funky flea on your bass, well, then it makes sense that you need a thousand bucks to justify that. Um, okay, so let's see if we've got this. We've talked about, are you using the same MO? Are you changing your MO? Are you clear about your MO? If you don't have an MO, please hire a producer that's very clear. I know I say MO a lot. <laughs> Have somebody that knows exactly before you walk. I'm going to drop this on the table, guys. Noble is $1,000 to $1,500 a day. Don't you dare walk in there without knowing what you're doing every single minute. Schedule bathroom breaks and coffee breaks. Okay? 10 days, $15,000. And that doesn't count the price of musicians and producers. So it's a lot, a lot of money. Uh, so be clear. Uh, also, I love this. Always give examples. So you, we all understand that we're submitting songs to be judged by the jury. So it would be fantastic if you had a song. My latest song was called Sin Vergüenza. So what I would say is, what motivated me to write the lyrics for Sin Vergüenza? And that's my example, get it? Then when they listen to it, they go, cool. So there's a time signature change in my song, I'm a flamenco guitarist, from 12 to three to four, okay? It's, but if I can explain it to somebody, and say, for example, the song is uh, me playing with rhythm and using multiple rhythms on top of each other at the same time. And I'll explain 12s into threes, into fours, into sixes, into twos, the rest of that stuff. Go to 
151 of the track scene go to Guenzo when it switches from, you know what I mean? I'm that detailed. Guys, I will actually also count out flamenco rhythms. One, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. So if somebody's listening to my track, they go, get it? Just little things. So they're, instead of thinking I'm out of time, they're going, oh, here's another thing I want to share, which I didn't share. Explain your genre in detail. As somebody that spent 25 years doing one thing, I know almost everything about flamenco. If you know a lot about hip hop, rap, opera, ukulele, claw hammer, banjo, EDM, take me into your world. I will appreciate it. And as somebody that doesn't know a lot about your world because I'm busy in my world, please explain. It's common to lease beats or instrumental from a producer and give them a co-write. Spell it all out. Once again, I'm going to tell you, no rapper has ever clearly communicated to me what the deal is for the beats or the instrumentals. Same thing if it's electronic music. We'll get into that stuff in detail. Um, okay, so back to hooks, 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 just like your music. Be creative. Um, I'd like to believe I have unlimited amount of ideas because I'm a creative person. We call ourselves creatives. So show me that you're creative. Don't, don't tell me that you're creative. Be creative. Do you know what I mean? In your writing, in your communication, in, in your use of language. Don't tell me that you're great at words and then show me that you're not in your writing. Right? If you're a wordsmith, then I expect to be taken away to another place because words is your business, especially if you, if you sell yourself as a lyricist. Um, so idea after idea, you know, we've talked about embroidered socks as merch. I don't want to hear that you're going to put your LP on a USB. I heard that five or 10 years ago. I want to hear something I haven't heard yet. I want to hear new ways of monetizing. I want to hear... I want to hear where I should be going in three years. I already know what's happened. I know how the majors worked. I know about, you know, what's happened. So try to think uh, in the future and proactively, and don't be afraid to share those hooks, especially with the jury. We probably won't steal them all, but okay. So um, do we have that? We had examples. Oh yeah. So we're back to that. Use the songs that you're submitting as examples. For example, the song, Seen by Guenza was lyric driven as a first person story of my family's immigration from Spain to Toronto. Explain it. Seen by Guenza also plays with rhythm. And then if you're going to take a different song, Alegría en La was me trying to get the feel of boats on the water on the ocean in Cadiz, which is where my family's from. Just little things like that. So when somebody's listening to En La, they go, oh, I get it. When they listen to Seen by Guenza, so you're using your, your work as examples, your submitted songs. Okay, Can, my hero is Dave Grohl. Does you guys, do you guys know who Dave Grohl is? There's the only person on this earth that has more energy than I do, okay? Enthusiasm, enthusiasm, enthusiasm. If you are not excited about making a record, I won't fund you. Show me that this is life or death. We were joking earlier with, with the other Daryl 2.0 about if you don't get this grant, you'll die. You need to communicate, this is serious and this has to happen. So please be enthusiastic. I've been honored to be 
in Noble Street Studios while my son slept on the couch while George Sierra mixed my tracks, eating a tortilla de patatas that I made for him, right? This is real stuff that really happened. And it only happened because of factor grants, right? And because of grants in general. This can be you, <laughs> but you've got to show that you can take it in in the moment and appreciate the fact that you're in Noble Street Studios working with the best this country has to offer, right? So the, I don't know, did we mention that grants are projected projects? Project yourself into that time frame a year or two years from now and, and show me the excitement. If you're not excited about going to Noble Street Studios and working with George Sierra, then why are you doing this? That's what I'm gonna say, okay? Um, George rocks, by the way. Everybody's going to be, poor George is going to get contacted by everybody today. Um, he's very expensive. I'll just put that out there. Uh, enthusiasm, be excited. If you're not, why should we be? Okay, here's another one. Um, when I had a fam some family visiting me and they heard that track, Sin Vergüenza, and my cousin said, you're very talented. And I said, 1,000 hours. I'm serious, guys. Pedro knows it's more than that now. So for me to write a song is 1,000 hours. And that might seem ridiculous, but the truth is that's how long it takes me. So I work really, really hard. This stuff, I'm not Bruce Springsteen. It just doesn't drop out of me. So it sounds like it does. And you'll think it does, but I will know the grief that I struggled over every single hand clap. So write, edit, rewrite, proofread, edit rewrite get feedback edit think demo versus master okay for me writing a song and demoing a song in garage band is thousands of hours and thousands of dollars from the finished product but all of you guys are going to listen to my track and maybe compare it to your demo and go there's a disparity here <laughs> and what i'd like to say is Best producers, best musicians, best mics, best preamps, best, 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 best. It's really simple when you think about it. The drag is it's very, very expensive. Not, I know that not everybody wants to work that way. I'm just telling you that's what works for me. And the truth is I like working with really, really successful and really accomplished people. Um, so really what it comes down is don't submit your first draft. And if you do, don't be surprised if you were turned down. Usually if I submit something quickly, I go back and look at it next year and I, and I go, oh, of course, this doesn't make any sense or I wasn't clear about my MO. Um, we get it? So please, uh, another thing I'd like to drop on this right now is this is not a university thesis, okay? So when I first started writing grants, my sister was helping me and it had a very much U of T, PhD kind of vibe. You're an artist communicating with artists. If you're a rapper, speak like a rapper if like be who you are truly and be authentic and be genuine and communicate to the jury i'm going to like you more for who you are than you trying to be guess what i am looking for from somebody i don't think that works that's this is my own opinion but one of the things i love about teaching my course is by 14 weeks in i can hear everybody's voice in their writing i almost feel like i could tell who it is just by the way that they wrote that's what we're looking for be, be true to yourself and, and as mentioned, write it as you are writing to yourself. Uh, Daryl, do you want to go through one question or do you want to drop a question? Yeah, I've got, just got a couple of things I was going to say. Uh, 
the whole planning part is so important outside of grants. It's about running your career and trying to make sure you're doing all the right things and on the timeline. And the grant is sort of like taking that and now just putting it into words. Um, and one of the things you said is that it kind of puts you into commitments. And, and that's one thing that I know for us at Indie Week, uh, COVID is really at the start, just really knocked everything off course and all this kind of stuff. And we had to kind of make it up as we went. But to start getting into the grants, we had to make it up. Here's what we're going to do without having to do, like we hadn't done this online stuff before. So we actually had to create the story about it. Like, you know, uh, we're hoping to have X number of people internationally tune in to be able to connect with Canadian artists and businesses. We expect to have X number of meetings, which will produce a percentage of results. And so you got to kind of tell that story and try to, put some stats in and uh, and part of this I, I think the art of grant writing is you put it together and it's a projection and and the big part is then the report comes after and you so when you're going to do the grant you're saying this is what I'm planning on doing and then the report is here's what we actually did and here's the differences and why so I think we're I know I get caught up is I'm not sure if we're exactly going to do that. And sometimes it's a hangup of, uh, I'm not sure if I'm confident we can do this deadlines on Friday, put it in, but you got to describe it and then be able to describe why it's different after. And they're okay with that. Right. As long as you've got a legitimate reason why it's different. And so I've learned to live with that, like where we're coming up with a concept you know, it could be like, we're going to do a showcase in Argentina in May at X conference. And we want to take a delegation of Canadians and artists, and it's going to cost all this much uh, percentage of private sponsorships and all this. And we got to put the plan in. And the thing is, is sometimes that plan is being submitted 12 months before it's actually happening and we're still confirming things. So, so be willing to take that chance, I think. Does that make sense? Yes, and you bring up an interesting point, which is a great detail that you guys can say you're going to record at Noble, and you can change your mind. Factor does want written permission. So we're not going to get into too much detail, but that's where you're going to say, I've moved to BC or I've switched to Canterbury, but this is where you can say, although I had suggested these people originally, we've had a falling out, therefore I would like to, they're fine with that. As long as the budget is more or less the same, it Daryl, you bring up it's a projection, guys. Project yourself into it, make it real, and you might be able to realize it. But obviously, things happen. Bands break up. We all know that. You know, people like go their different directions. So try to make it as uh, I've done some tour uh, grants where I was surprised that I could come in with within a thousand dollars. But you know, there's things. You show up at Vancouver Airport and they toss a service fee on top of your van rental, which wasn't there on the quote. You just got to roll with all that stuff. Yeah. Projected project, Daryl. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sandra just added a comment in the, or question in the chat. Uh, can you change songs? So let's say if you put in a grant saying, I'm going to record this song and you end up recording a different song. It depends on the, so now where I'm going to direct you guys, 
It depends on the grant and it depends on the loans officer. So Factor, for example, for Factor AD, they want to have a song that they can put their stamp on. You don't even have to record the song. You can actually keep the song that you submitted. If you decide to change the song, I think they want to hear the song that you're recording. That being said, you can try. I mean, OAC, the weird thing about OAC is if you're submitting to record, you're submitting a song that's probably already a master, which isn't going to be on the recording. So what I normally do, just to take this, Sandra, is to I normally submit a monster. You guys know I like the term monster piece my you know ten thousand dollar single i'll submit that then i'll submit like a b track which is maybe a garage band demo making it clear that although the production is not there when the project is finished this song will be produced to the same level this is the creative me this is the finished marketable me and i think as artists we get that you know i hear i can hear a good song even if it's a little out of tune or things are off it's still a good song and then you, if you take it to the next level with production i think most jurors are are pretty sympathetic to that. But that being said, make sure you have one track that sounds like the radio. Right. Yeah. If I could say, I, I sat in on a jury and uh, I remember like listening to the track and we're all like, it's already done. Like, what do you need money? It's, it sounds great. They, they don't need money. So, so uh, yeah, if you submit like a finished product, it actually makes them think uh, that you're trying to get money after the fact. And, and that's not, necessarily uh looked well upon sometimes but i would so for example factor artist development if you guys submit something that sounds like the billboard charts to me sorry to use billboard but it is what it is and then you say i will not be re-recording but we'll be funneling the majority of the funds into a video and marketing i'm going to go great but if you say you're going to you're not going to re-record the song and the song sounds bad to me you know i'm not going to fund you yeah because I'm, then i'm worried that you can't hear what i can hear yeah. Now we're getting a whole bunch of questions. Okay. And, uh, let's, let's just, let's, let's take some questions. Let's yeah. questions. So there's one, I'll just sort of quickly just answer for Paul. Uh, do we specifically, uh, do we specify projected cost of the project? And if yes, what aspects are covered from production to distribution to post release promo? I think the, the answer is there's a grant for almost each of those uh, creation, writing, songwriting, songwriting camps, uh, traveling to workshops in other countries, that's a type of grant. Then recording it is, a, the production is a type of grant. And then the post recording, meaning the marketing, that's another type of grant. It might be hard to try to stuff it all into one grant. It depends on the type, on exactly what type of grant, like Ontario Creates is a, they, they allow you different activities. So, you could have a marketing activity. You could have a songwriting activity. You could have a recording activity. And I'm going to weigh in here. Most grants have a budget. So what I usually ask people to do is please don't talk about money within your application because I find it tacky. So I call it the project. Instead of saying this money is going to change my life, I say this project is going to get me to the next level that I need to get to. So instead of, you know, so when it comes time to talk money, there's a budget. And then I'll put in studio and session players and rental stuff, but I don't put that in the context. As you guys were all limited by characters or words. So if there's a thousand words, it's more important for me to get across who I'm working with and how we will be working than how much it costs. Save that for later. The truth is if they like your project, they're gonna fund you. 
and then the chips fall where they may. Here's something else I like to share with people also. For most of you guys haven't been jurors. A lot of people write grants and they don't ask for the maximum with the assumption that if they ask for less than the maximum, they're going to get funded. Guess what? You've already been funded before the jury finds out how much you asked for. Okay? They project the, uh, the winning grants up and they draw a line who's been funded and who hasn't been funded. Then they tell us how much people asked for. Get it? You've already got the grant. So don't come in and say you asked for $600 instead of $2,000. So one of the things that I say is max. And when you've got to spend $65,000 at Factor, believe me, I can do it. Spend the max. Do it and get it because you will, you'll use it. So generally, the MO, there used to be a grant called Chalmers Artist oh, Professional Development. And I love the grant because it said you must spend the $7,500. It didn't say you must spend up to $7,500. It said you must, and I'm like, no problem. I'm going to Spain, okay? So go for the max, get the money, use it. Another thing, that, which I haven't mentioned yet, pay yourself and pay everyone else living wages, okay? Please, 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 okay? Daryl, you want to drop a question in there? Yeah, and, and uh, let's see here, uh, from Ash. Just to clarify, we can submit demos for the grant. Yes. Uh, also, well, it depends on what grant, of course. Yes. Uh, uh, also, what it, I would say the demos is if you're going into production, you want to record something, here's the demo of it. Uh, also, what if we are asking for a grant for a music video? I guess that wouldn't, would that be a demo or would you no, want that final wouldn't. product? Yeah, I would say, yeah, you can't make a video unless you have a master. So let once again, I, I haven't mentioned them a very linear person. If you don't have a master, the first thing you need is a master. If you've got a demo and you're making a video, stop. You need a master. Now, whether you th think what you have is a master or not, maybe this is where you start playing it for people like people that decide what are masters or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you guys, what you consider a professional level may not be what John Switzer or George Sierra or Alfiana Bellini considers uh, a world-class master. So the first thing you need is a master. Please don't apply for a video with a demo. Once again, like yeah. linear, right? Um, and if I can sort of say one thing on the reporting side, uh, get testimonials every step that you can while it's fresh in everyone's mind. Like if you've collaborated with someone, can you get a letter saying that you collaborated with someone? Uh, if somebody has uh, connected with your music or your project in a certain way, especially from another territory, get a letter stating that. Uh, and that becomes ammunition for reporting, but also submitting for the next grant. Testimonials are great. Quotes. So I'm going to jump in yeah. and say, perfect. Except the, nothing better that you can get than the Booker of Summer folks saying you blew the roof off the place. It's outdoors, by the way, right? Yeah. So it's James Keelahan. But if, if you can get that, which I got from James Keelahan, then somebody that knows who he is, instant credibility. Do you know what I mean? If somebody that they know booked you and loved you and they, you've got a quote, quotes, quotes, quotes. I, I argue, you know, one sheets and bios, the best thing you could probably do is introduce yourself in a paragraph and give a dozen quotes. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the people that have tuned in today, uh, I'm not going to say who, but uh, we had a meeting like literally, I think a week ago, and I was like, oh, this sounds cool. Like, and by the way, we're thinking of this. Could you say that we're thinking of this in a letterhead so that I could put it into the grant that we're thinking of this? 
for next November and such like that. And yeah, so even when you're in meetings, you can say, hey, we've said we're going to do this together. Uh, collaborations is great. Um, you could petition, yeah, petition quotes, right? Yeah. Uh, when you're preparing to apply for a grant, and this is from Billy, uh, when you're preparing to apply for a grant, where should you start? Getting names, contacting them for price inquiry, uh, how you organize your invoices so Factor doesn't penalize you. Okay. I censored that a bit too. <laughs> I know, I know really. Okay, well, the, the first thing you got to do is pick your project. And then what I do is I do uh, studio tours. So when I worked at Noble Street, I walked in there and I took a tour. I took a tour of Canterbury. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I always joke that I love when I get the Long and McQuaid catalog. If you don't love the Long and McQuaid catalog, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, right? So I love going to music stores and I love going to studios. So I just call up the studio and go, I'd like a tour. Can I hear something? You know, they'll, they'll generally pull up something on the SSL board and blow your mind, right? So decide once, I would say the most important thing, the producer. Everybody needs to work with a producer. I'm going to throw one of my little caveats. Please make sure they're a better musician than you, <laughs> better rhythm, better pitch, and they can take you to the next level. Also make sure that you're working with people with great vibes, no bad attitudes, no negativity, all positive, all love, because you're gonna be so vulnerable when that light goes on, you can't be self-conscious. You gotta be able to throw yourself out there. So producer, 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 producer. Because the truth is bass player can come and go, you know, kit, percussion, the rest of that stuff. I'm lucky that my last co-producer, Luisito Obregoso, actually sang, played box, and played Palmas on my track. And over, I did none of the editing. Here's something that's beautiful, guys. If you trust somebody enough, I hate editing, okay? So I just go, Lucho, pick it. I do three takes, he picks it. I go for a roti, right? If you have somebody that you can trust, Lucho has better ears than me. I'm going to say that again. Lucho has better ears than me. I don't need to be there. I'm just going to go get roti, right? Two for Lucho, right? So once again, if you've got people that you really, really trust, Billy, do you have a producer? Yeah. Was it you uh, that asked the question, Billy? Uh, I, I saw a follow-up to it, and it uh, says the question is context of a music video grant. Well, then director. Yeah. So the thing that you're looking for, what we're all looking for is to work with pros. If you saw a video, I know everybody wants to have their friend do the video or their friend do the master or their friend do the mix. I'm kind of not that guy. And I have friends that are the best musicians in the country. I hire them, right? And I pay them $500 to $1,000 a day with the grant money, right? So I'm going to say hire a video director that's got a reel, that's got views, that's got connections, right? Um, and then worry about what type of video it's gonna be. Once again, with the producer, they're, they're gonna talk MO and studios with you. When it comes to marketing, publicist, the same thing, so you're always working with somebody that's talking to you and helping you realize your vision. Whether it's the single, whether it's the marketing plan, whether it's the video, whether it's the poster, the other thing, again, we're, we're talking about, this is indie week. We're indie musicians. You guys forever have to oversee everything. Every business card, every postcard, every photograph, every social media post, every chart, every everything. That's what I do, right? So I don't hand things over to people unless I trust them. But the truth is I 
still have final say on everything. All right. So it was long-winded. All good. I was just going to say, we've got a few minutes. We might go over a few minutes, but uh, we got to kind of fire off a few questions, quick great. answers kind of deal. I'll try to be brief. All good. Um, so uh, which grant should I apply for? So this is from Finn or Finn's phone. Uh, which grant should I apply for as a sole proprietor of a small business media company? I help hip hop musicians with promo and interviews and articles on my website. I also host tours with bigger name artists. So these are grants for us. Yeah, you guys, this is grants for artists. So this is from the artistic perspective. If you're setting up a business, there's money available to you, but you have to, you're coming from a completely different side. So, you know, I'm not licensing uh, masters from Spain. I'm, I'm releasing my product. So although there are grants available, they're out there, that's not my specialty. So I would say, what I would suggest, I've said this to a bunch of people, if you're an up-and-coming producer, seek out artists that can apply for funding and pay you with the funding. Do you know what I mean? Get an artist. Yeah. If I can sort of jump in real quick, is sure. that, and this cut sort of like some of this prior uh, submitted questions, like where do you get the list of grants and how do you learn about them? Uh, one, learn about all the levels of government from municipal to provincial or state or national. Um, so there's all these different levels, like the city of Toronto, for instance, uh, might have some grants and they support businesses, especially during COVID right now, they're really trying to keep small businesses alive. Uh, and then provincial level and then national level. And, and in a lot of cases, especially here in Canada, that might be associated, some activities might be associated with a music association. There's provincial music associations like Music Ontario. And that would be a great resource on, uh, if you don't know where what grants are available as an Ontarian, talk to Music Ontario and they'll help you. And then as far as the national side, SEMA, Canadian Independent Music Association. And I believe on their website, they actually have lists of grants that are available and deadlines and stuff like that. Uh, you have to be a member in a lot of the cases of what they're doing. The membership fees aren't a lot, but it's so worth it. The connections you make through them and they help navigate. Um, but then also think about, um, is it an activity that's taking place in your city, an activity taking place in your province, in your Canada, but also think outside of your country uh, because there's export type grants as well. And there are some for businesses, but you have to figure it out. Uh, I know for us, we use Ontario Creates for a lot of ours. The only thing I'm going to weigh in here, if it's a business, there has to be a monetary track record. Do you know what I mean? So whereas an artist asking for money to write songs doesn't have to show their tax return from last year. If you want to be able to access funding for a viable business, you're probably going to have to show accounting track records to show that you're a profitable business or, or where your numbers are at. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. And all, uh, it, these bring up really good points. Uh, if you're incorporated, you often have to be two years incorporated before you can apply. And you have to provide uh, your financial statements, sometimes as far as two years back, and then what your projected financial statement will look like over the next fiscal year. You have to provide that uh, projections again. Uh, so you have to have all of that sort of in order. Uh, but there are 
grants out there and and note that the arts weigh heavy in the nonprofit sector versus the for-profit sector so and there's I, limited options there and i would like to to mention that there's labels there's indie labels accessing factor funding the same factor funding you can apply for using artists that have signed to the label so some people that i know very close to me signed to a small canadian label they access the factor funding. They can access more money than me because they've got the financial track records, but they need the artist to be able to access the funding. So, you know, it's something that I don't know a lot about, but obviously, yeah, we, we, need, distrib- we need distribution. We need management. We need all that stuff as well. And there has to be funding accessible for that. My specialty is grants for artists. Indie Weekly Live, free every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Toronto time, if you don't know. Discussions about everything you need to know when it comes to building your career in the music industry. From strategy and mindset, distribution, monetizing, music publishing, marketing, and so much more from industry leaders. When you join Indie Weekly, you'll become part of a community of like-minded people and make great connections that could have a positive impact on your career. Remember, every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or wherever you get your podcasts, register for free at IndieWeek.com. And I'm going to jump to some of the submitted the, the sure, sure. questions that were prior. Um, and there's kind of like two categories here. I'm going to go with sort of like uh, the first one, um, which is more community kind of based. Uh, what are the chances to be successful at obtaining grants where you're an older artist? and have made productions without any help in the past is age an issue? As an older artist, depending where we're gonna put that, um, I'm still creative. And if you're creative, I think there's a lot of people that perhaps, you know, if you feel like an artist, again, this come, remember we talked about self-identity. If you're an artist, you might write your first book at 60. You might make your first record. If you feel that you can apply, apply, and please don't place limitations on yourself. I think as artists and humans in general, we, we were too hard on ourselves. I would like to believe if you're, if you believe you're a musician, you're a musician. If you believe you're a creator, because a lot of the grants are available to creators, please apply. Um, and please don't let anything, any disability, age, any, anything keep you from submitting. Something Daryl said, which I loved is this. The biggest problem is most people wait until it's perfect to submit and it's never perfect. So my thing is this, if the deadline is tonight, submit. If the deadline is tomorrow, submit. I hear so many people saying, I'm going to wait till next December and I'm going to be in a completely different place. Please don't. (laughs) Submit, submit, submit. Uh, I know there was a question earlier, which I'm going to answer right now. A lot of grants try to keep a one in five success rate. I know that ebbs and flows, but think of this, guys. Do five grants and chances are very good you're going to get one. And if you don't get any, do five more and maybe you'll get two, right? I've gotten no grants and I've gotten two in the same day or three, but apply, apply, apply. The other thing is you get better by doing. Absolutely. And and you're building that relationship. I know for us, it took a few years to build relationships. And also going back to what you said before, if you're thinking of making a change, message them, message your rep and really get to know your rep. And so that they answer your emails. They're, they're getting tons of emails, but if you build that rep, like that relationship, they will start answering your emails and potentially giving you advice. 
uh, on what you could do that might give you a chance of better success. Yeah, they're not going to tell you exactly, but they'll go, you might want to try it this way and, and it'll help out. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone. So I have, everybody has a loans officer at Factor. I, I'm not going to tell you mine, but I pick up the phone and I speak to her. Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and then and, if you're, if, if you're, sorry, if you're attending Indie Week or Folk Music Ontario, you might bump into them and hang around with them. I had a Canada Council person walk by my driveway while I was working one of my cars. And he's like, are you Jorge Miguel? And I went, yeah. <laughs> so there are people, they're doing a job, they're there to help us. And what I like to tell my students, I'm telling you, it's your money. They're in the way, right? <laughs> so go get that money. They've got jobs because you're writing music and releasing product, right? It's your money. <laughs> okay, so this, this is a huge thing in anything in business. And I see Jay chiming in and, and uh, uh, Jay will definitely uh, probably attest to this. It's our job to make someone else look better. So when you're talking about success stories, if a funder has given a project money, they want that report to come in to, so that they, because they have to do reports. Yeah. Like they've got a budget that they have to distribute every year. And then they have to go, we gave out X number dollars and it generated X number of dollars of business. So look at how great we are. Give us, the, give us the same, if not more money to distribute next year. They're always doing this. And, and arts is always a political uh, element whenever there's an election around. And uh, I remember when Doug Ford came in, first thing, one of the first things he did is he chopped the arts funding. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say how much. I think it was 7 million. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you, your job is to make them look good. So if your report looks good and you're saying you gave me X number of dollars and it generated more business, then they look good. And that that's also building that relationship. Uh, you, they are always uh, on the hook for, for what they're giving money up for. So, so that's a very important aspect. Uh, so building that relationship, you know, you make them look good. They're going to help make, make me look good by maybe giving you more money or helping you uh, with some advice on how to get the, the money. Um, this is an important question. Um, and I know we're over a little bit, but I, I think there's a couple of questions here that deserve being answered. Um, this one is another kind of, uh, you know, community. I, I call it community type because it affects you know, groups of people, um, how to highlight an underrepresented aspect like being a wheelchair user without tipping into tokenism. I want the music to stand for itself. Okay, that's tricky, obviously. What I, what I like to tell people is share what you want to share um, and share it how you want to share it or not. So it, it's up to you, but I don't think it's a, if I'm reading a grant and somebody's talking about their mental health or one of the, one of the things I love about factor, it says, what are your challenges? What challenges are you facing right now? So if your challenges, whether they're mental health issues or financial issues or physical issues, I would, again, it's up to each of us to share as much as we want to share when we want to share it in our life. Right. But if our sexual identity is tied to our music making and that we feel that we have something to say and we want to share it, then by all means we should, uh, Put it in the grant if we're comfortable. Do whatever you feel. It's all about feel, right? 
Yeah. And, and, you know, there is a trend in the funding right now to support diversity, to support community, uh, to support collaborations like never before. Um, they want people working together in a positive light right now and, and they wanting to support that. So, so there is, I, you know, like you said, share what you want to share, but it is part of your story. And that makes it a unique story, which is really intriguing. And I think that means, you know, uh, there's only one you and that, that kind of helps build your story up. And, and I think that that might give, you know, a, a different element as opposed to them hearing the same story in applications. We're a rock band and we're, we're releasing a rock song and they probably get hundreds of those types of applications. So that if it's a unique story, it's worth telling, I think. And what I would suggest when I was saying write, rewrite, if, if you want to deal with the, wheel, the wheelchair aspect, maybe write a few versions, give it to people that you trust. Is this too much? Is this too little? Is this not enough? Does this sit right? And just, it's the same as, it's, everything's the same as creation. Too many yeah. courses, not enough courses. Like you, you decide where you want it to fit in, in, in the story. That's, that's a great, I, I think when you share it to people you trust is, is something that's really important. I like to tell people, guys, I used to be a rocker, right? In my 20s. Being Spanish Canadian did not work to my advantage. It wasn't like Spanish Canadian rocker, Jorge. So, but the minute I be, became a flamenco guitarist, it suddenly became like, yay, I'm Spanish. Do you know what I mean? So if I was in reggae, the Spanish thing maybe wouldn't work so well, but it just happens that what I love aligns with my cultural background. So there you go. Excellent. All right. So we're going to do one more. Uh, and this is an important one, I think. And uh, it is, when should you hire a grant writer? Yeah, that's a big one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, let's let's talk indie. Uh, I think at this point, we should do everything ourselves. The thing about a grant writer, let's be perfectly clear, and Factor does allow you to use a grant writer. The arts councils don't discourage or encourage it, but I believe all the questions are asked directly to you. Um, the problem is this. Do you have money to pay the grant writer? Are you willing to give up a percentage of your winnings or grant to the grant writer? And what happens if you don't get the grant? So I'm going to say this at the beginning, write grants yourself, perhaps a year or two. I like people to have timelines and then decide, I would say if you're July talk, you're too big to write your grants, hire a grant writer, but they got there by knowing who they were. If you don't know who you are or what you should be doing, then you can use the grants to help figure that out. But then again, it comes down to money. If you're getting a fit, let's just drop a $50,000 jury sound recording grant. Are you willing to give somebody that spent six hours on it $5,000? I mean, it's up to you guys. Or is it a percentage basis or is it 25 or is it 15? I'm not discouraging grant writers. I think some of us, all of us are better at something and not as good at something else. Figure out what you're good at. If you want to hire a grant writer, cut a deal that you're happy with. Maybe have some sort of escalating, you know, if I don't get the grant, it's $350. If I do get the grant, it's 10% of the grant. I don't know. Try and also once again pick up the phone and call Factor and say what's a reasonable fee for somebody to get paid to write a juried sound recording grant. Yeah, yeah, and if I can sort of chime in, uh, a grant writer, if you're going down that road, is a very important aspect. 
uh, to making the process easier for you, but also a higher level of chance of success, I would say. Uh, in our case, we've actually got two grant writers uh, for two different purposes. And uh, it is absolutely for us 100% worth the investment. And uh, I think one, one of them is actually tuning in, I think. Uh, I can't see the list of everybody, but I saw, saw them before. But, you know, it is absolutely important. But the other part is it's important to have a good relationship with a grant writer and find somebody that fits your style. Uh, we've had some in the past where it just didn't fit. And, and, and you know, give an example is one, one time uh, they were like, oh, are you going to do something with Indigenous? Because there's lots of money for that. You should do something for that. And we were like, that, that, does, that doesn't sound right. And, and so like being encouraged to do something because we could probably get money as opposed to this is what we're actually doing um, didn't sit well with us. So we, we said, no, like we're, we're not going to do it until it is right. Um, so, so you have to try to make sure it's the right fit. It's like being in a band together. It's like a relationship and you know, there's push and pull on stuff. Uh, often we're just sort of like coming up with the concepts and the grant writer has to put that to words, you know, projecting, we should do this, 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 here's what we think the budget will be, but they need to describe it. And, and so, so we've, we've worked uh, with a couple of grant writers now for, for some time and, and it's been such a great process and we've been more successful than ever before at achieving grants uh, during COVID. So, so anyways, uh, it's, it's a relationship thing. And so if, the, if it's not the right fit, a grant goes in and that grant term is say for 12 months and it doesn't go well, then you got to wait till the next application process 12 months from now. So if it goes bad, it, it takes up some time to come around. Does that make sense, Corey? Uh, yeah, you have a very different perspective because you're running a huge, what appears to me to be a huge organization. So when I, when I think of an artist, we're much smaller and more sure. self-contained, right? So Daryl has a completely other, you know, set of issues and complexities and a lot of men that we don't have to deal with. So very, true. Very different reality. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, but it's, it's been a, a great process because we we're, we're learning a lot and, and um, it gets better. So if, if I can kind of say one last takeaway and then Lori, you say one last takeaway, uh, whatever you do, keep the record of it. And that becomes the template for the next time around, but improve the template. Look for the areas to improve upon. And, and then the next time around, you take that and that's your starting point. And so it gets to be less work each time if you're keeping the right records and going, here's the format. I started with an intro. I started with what we're proposing. We're saying here's projected results. Here's the value. And like, you kind of get a flow for it. And if something becomes successful, you're like, oh, here's exactly the template. I'm gonna just keep that type of format. So uh, yeah, I can't stress that enough. And, and we forever, like we jumped from grant writer to grant writer trying to find the right fit. 
And each time was a whole different process. And we it took a while for us to settle in. And I feel truthfully, COVID's actually allowed us to have that time to settle in and, and kind of have time to project properly. So I'll pass it to you, Ori. Well, I actually have some final thoughts written, so I'll go through them quickly. The jury is usually your peers, fellow musicians. Remember that. You're not writing to factory, you're writing to musicians. Uh, communicate in a manner that is true to you. Don't overthink or overwrite. This is not university. Be thoughtful, respectful, and kind to the reader, juror, okay? Uh, explain everything. They decide. Uh, find a balance of humility and confidence. That's always... I'm always trying to straddle that line, confident in what I'm doing, but with the correct amount of humility. Seek grants that fit into your plan or modify your plan to fit the grant available. So if you find out there is a grant available for travel and you might be able to write it, I've done that in the past. That's it, guys. Do it, do it, do it. It's available. Don't be afraid of it. And, and remember, as I mentioned, the organizations are standing in the way of your money. So be kind, be thoughtful, but go get your money and, and do your project. Make art that we can all enjoy and, and celebrate and then have a fantastic life and encourage other artists to do this as well. You've been listening to the Indie Weekly Podcast. Be sure to visit IndieWeek.com for all the information on the conferences for 2022. Screen by Screen, Music and Tech in February. Indie 101, Music and Business Education in May. Music Pro Summit, high-level music industry insight from professionals in September, and Indie Week brings it all together in November. Act now and get early bird pricing on an all-access pass to all four conferences presented by Indie Week. Details and much more at IndieWeek.com. Thanks for listening.